Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Hello. Hello. Peyton and I, we got an upgrade. So, like, testing, testing, one, two, three. My S's aren't as offensive. I get it. When I say S's, when I record, it's like, hurts people's ears, I think. Because when I'm listening to it, I'm like, ow. My chihuahua. Anyways, we got some equipment, you guys. We got microphones. What do you think? I think they're pretty cool. I thought we would always have to go put them, like, right next to my mouth. Nope. Okay. Try not to mess with it. I know you want to... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I just touched my other phone and it made some noise. Well, that's going to be an interesting noise, huh? Okay. So, what book are we reading? You guys are going to hear this. How how good is this going to sound with the microphone? (laughs) Was that dramatic? Was it like a commercial? Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. The name of this book is Secret Chapter. It says 13, but it's crossed out to be 14. And I need to go back and see. What? Oh, they don't do 13 because 13 is bad luck. Really? Yeah, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapter 13, no 14. The story of the Bergamo Brothers, part two. Okay. Where, where does it say 14? 13, crossed out, 14. Oh. Of course, I didn't, I don't really believe that the number 13 is bad luck, but under circumsta- circumstances, why not play it safe? <laughs> like, old hotels used to never have a 13th floor. Really? Yeah, when you go to Disneyland and you're on the um, Tower of Terror, which is now the Guardians of the Galaxy, when it was Tower of Terror, they, it was a hotel, right? So they bring you up to your hotel, oh. but they never had a 13. Creepy, huh? And I think some hotels still don't still do that, but like the old ones. Okay. When lunch hour arrived, Cass was so anxious to get back to the magician's notebook that she didn't even notice the police cars and the fire trucks parked in the front of the school. Can you imagine Cat, Cat missing what may as well have been the first real disaster in her school's history? Well, I can say even a survivalist gets distracted sometimes. Oh, you know what? I know why. Here, duh. Sorry, you guys. Hold on. It's like, I think that might be better, I think, because I was, like, muffled a little bit. Okay, sorry. We don't know what we're doing, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Um, I promise we'll return to the police cars and whatever troubled, terrible event is at the foreshadow. But let's stay with Cass for the moment. I'm sure you're almost as anxious to get back to the notebook as well as she was in case for some reason you had to stop reading earlier when she did if say some mean person caught you reading this book when you were supposed to be doing your homework or when you were supposed to be outside enjoying the sun i remind you that pietro and his brother have after accidentally stumbling on a circus have now become part of it as soon as max ernest joined her behind the gym Cass jumped right back in and started reading out loud 
After a few weeks in which we did every job from cleaning up the elephant dung to acting as shills in as shills in the ringmaster, let's put together let's put together our own circus act. The act included not only the card tricks but also mind reading. This was perfect because he, because we knew each other so well and pra we practically had been in telepathic communication all of our lives. Do you know what telepathic or telepathy means? Reading minds. That means we can talk to each other without, just like I can send my thoughts to your brain and you can send your thoughts to my brain. Mm. Cool. So I can talk to you like this. And you could just like imagine what I'm saying. I'd be like, I'd be like this, dude, I really have to fart. And you'd be like, dude, come on. But like we would just be looking at each other. <laughs> can you imagine? Like if on your first date, I'd be like this. What if I told the really embarrassing story and you're like, you better not. And then we're having this like conversation in our head to each other and nobody knew. <laughs> okay. The act included not only card tricks, but mind reading. This is perfect. Okay, blah, blah. Also, this will be become important to my tale. We both had, we both had the condition that is called, okay, I have to say this slowly, sinus. Synesthesia, the confusion of senses. For people who have synesthesia, synesthesia, wait, hold on. Synesthesia, synesthesia, oh my God, synesthesia, okay. The sound and the colors and even the smells are mixed up in our heads. When I hear the sound of scraping metal, I can and see a streak of bright yellow green light, screeching tires and are orange red most bells are blue although when i see blue i don't hear bells i smell soap interesting i'm going to read that again because that's interesting when i hear the sound of scraping metal i see streaks i see a streak of bright yellow green light screeching tires are orange red most bells are blue although when i see blue i don't hear bells i smell soap they have confusion of the senses there was even a certain woman who needed only to say one word and I would see a dark gray cloud and then feel like I was drowning in the coldest lake on earth. But I'm getting ahead of myself. She appears a little later in my history. If only she never appeared at all. What was the most helpful for our act was that me and Luciano, the numbers and the letters, they all had colors. For example, Number one was green, number two was purple, and number three was yellow. At the same time, the letter X was red, Y was gray, and Z was turquoise. I can recall the day that my brother and I first realized that other people did not see letters the way that we saw them. We were seven years old, and a friend in the neighborhood, she was driving with us or drawing with us. She kept writing her name over and over again, and we kept telling her she's using the wrong colors. I am ashamed to say that we were not very nice about it. Our friends started crying so loudly that our mother had to come out and tell us that our friend could use whatever color she chose. In the circus, it was very easy for us to have a conversation with each other in color code. If I asked a girl in the audience what day her birthday was, I could tell Lu Luciano the date simply by waving him a few colored scarves. He would pretend to concentrate really hard and then he would shout at her birthday like it had come to him in a trance in this way. We seemed like very convincing psychics. Over time, our act grew into something very splendid. The ringmaster's wife, she made 
She made for us the satin capes and the turbans, and Sammy, who was now our friend, he helped us to create some magical effects with the music and smoke and lights of many colors. But it was after a mysterious gift arrived that our act truly became, came to life. And also, it came to the end. One afternoon, a local boy, he brought us a large, pa a large package wrapped in brown paper. He said a beautiful lady had paid him a buck to deliver it to us, a fortune of money in those days. As soon as he left, we ripped open the package. At first, we had no idea what we were looking at or we had been, what had been given to us. It was a wooden case, very old, containing dozens of glass vials. Are you already falling asleep? Oh my gosh, sit up. <laughs> sit up. I am. What did I just say? What did they just get? Um, a package. What was in the package? A wooden box full of dozens of glass vials. Remember? Just like oh, yeah. the one at her grandfather's. Was it some kind of chemistry kit? For what purpose was it? Oh my gosh, she's about to find oh, Okay, okay, okay. She's about to find out what, what they do. And the people stole it from her freaking grandfather's place. So now she can't even do anything. Ugh, great. After a few days of experiments, we discovered that we could make stronger scents by mixing fire and pouring just in a little bit from the vials. The smoke turned many colors and the aromas filled the air. We also added a little bit of gunpowder, enough to make sparks to together with smoke and sea smells. It was very exciting to see. Yeah. How do I like um, connect this or is it, does it have to be connected? It has to be connected, yeah. They're all connected together. Luciano and I, we practiced every day until we could communicate the smelly smoke. Smell signals, we called it. Imagine now I could, I could tell Luciano the name of somebody's cat just by releasing a scent of mustard into the air. Our act was truly, was truly, our act was now the feast for all senses. The ringmaster, he liked it so much that he bought a physical tent, or he bought a special tent with a banner announcing the amazing Bergamo brothers and their symphony of smells. Everywhere we went, we put up posters and advertising our act, and the crowd, they lined up again and again. It had been a year since we joined the circus, and we were once again in Kansas. There was an article about act in the newspaper and we wondered if perhaps our mother's cousin would come to see us who knew maybe our parents already had come from Italy and they would come too during the show I searched the audience but I saw nobody special except that is for a woman who stepped into our tent toward the end of the show and made me forget all about my parents this woman she was so beautiful that she seemed to make the whole world stand still I'm tired <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> her blue eyes and her waist was so tiny. She, she should have been a circus attraction. She had long blonde hair, and she wore a long, elegant gloves that reached her elbows. She wore gloves. She was beautiful, and she wore gloves. What does that mean? Oh. Yeah, it means that she's one of the witches. Gold jewelry glittered on her everywhere. Truly, she is a golden lady, I thought. Afterwards, I saw her standing by the entrance of the tent. When the rest of the... I'm laughing because Peyton keeps falling asleep. Not me. When the rest of the crowd had left, she smiled and told my brother and me how much she enjoyed our show. 
Did you like your present? she asked. It seems you've put it to good use. What present? I asked. Why, the symphony of smells, of course. It's quite a treasure, you know. It was made by a French doctor many years ago, a scientist by training, but he was a great lover of the arts. Before we could thank her for the gift, the golden lady, she said she had a, pro a proposition for us. She could take us to dinner to discuss it. Since we had never been to a restaurant before, her offer was very exciting, and my brother eagerly accepted it. I, however, did not want to go. I had no real reason to be suspicious, and yet, as soon as I heard her speak, I knew she was not what she seemed. Yes, as you may have guessed, the golden lady was the woman whose voice made me feel like as if I was drowning. I shiver now just to think about it. I tried to make the excuse reminding my brother of all the chores we had to do. He kept saying, our chores should wait. What was wrong with me? Uh, here is this nice woman offering to take us to a real restaurant. And it went on like that. I think he was more a little bit in love with her. Finally, the golden lady suggested that Luciano go to dinner while I stayed behind. Oh my God, he probably never saw his brother again after that. Are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> if I can't have both brothers, can't I at least have one, she asked, as if she was the child at the toy store who wanted a toy. I could see that Luciano was nervous about being separated from me for the first time in our lives, but we were too much angry at each other to argue against the idea. My brother, he left without saying goodbye. I stayed up all night waiting for Luciano, imagining the terrible things that could happen to him. When he had not returned by the morning, I searched the roads, looking for signs of an accident. Then I searched the circus grounds, thinking that maybe he was hiding from me because of the anger. My brother, he was nowhere. The woman kidnapped him, Peyton. The woman with the gloves kidnapped his brother. When I found the ringmaster inside the trailer, he looked very surprised to see me, as if I were a ghost or if I had sprouted antlers. But he recovered quickly and started barking orders at me. It was almost time to go. What was I doing lollygagging around when I tried to tell him about Luciano being taken away? He said he was too busy to worry about my brother. The ringmaster, he always acted impatient like this, but he said something else which fussed me, uh, which, I'm sorry, which confused me. Anyways, she seemed like such a nice lady, he said under his breath. I'm sure your brother won't come to any harm. How would he know, I wondered. Had he met the golden lady? As he spoke... I noticed him pick something up from the table. It was a pile of cash, and he played with it in a very nervous way. I was still young, but I'd been around long enough to comprehend what money meant. Nowadays, it would have been a very shocking thing to sell a pair of 10-year-old twins to a stranger. He sold the little boys to the lady. This was the circus. My brother and I, some carnival attractions, no better than the trained monkeys. I wasn't very surprised that the ringmaster would trade us for a few dollar bills, but I hated him for it. I'll kill you, I yelled, and then I ran as fast as I could from the trailer and from the circus as fast as I could. The rest of my story is 70 years long, but it's really very short. I knew better than to go to the police. I was young, an Italian, and a carny. Three strikes against me as far as the police were concerned. Instead, I spent the years living on my own on the streets, searching for my brother, checking back every... every checking back of every neck for the crescent-shaped birthmark. I never found such a single clue as to where was Luciano, except one. A couple days after I fled from the surface, I hit from the circus, 
I hitchhiked to the next town where the circus had put up tents. My, my plan was to murder the ringmaster in his sleep. How I intended to do this, I did not know. I had no weapons nor any experience as a murderer. Whatever my plan was, I was too late. Where there was once a circus, where there once a circus had been, was now nothing but ash. I wandered around the blackened, of blackened fairgrounds in a daze. Some of the larger pieces of rubble were still smoldering, and the smoke hovered above. There was also a terrible odor in the air, which was the time I thought it smelled like rotten eggs. But now I know the smell of sulfur. They burned down the circus, and everybody died in it. I did not know exactly what happened, but I was certain for one thing, the fire had been meant for me. In the middle of all of the ashes and debris, I spilled a crumbled, I spied a crumbled piece of paper. I recognized the handwriting. Even from many feet away, it was a note from my brother written with a code he had invented for the symphony of smells. It said, help. The note was like a knife inside my heart. After the loss of my brother, the magic no longer had any magic for me. Still. I had to make a living, so I performed on, in the parks on the street corners and on the trains when I could hop a ride with the, with the hobos. Eventually, I graduated to the nightclubs and the theaters, and I believe success as success as far as magician goes. I never socialized much. However, no friend could ever take my brother's place, and today I'm an old hermit. Yet, I have never given up hope for finding Luciano. Against all reason, I feel inside me that he is still alive. One day, a few years ago, I was looking in a science magazine. A word of nature has always interested me for more than a world of man. And I noticed an article about synesthesia. What most caught my eye was a reference to a prodigy of the 1960s. A girl so talented at the violin that she came became an international sensation. She claimed to see colors when she played the music as well as the form of synesthesia. And then she wrote a magnificent piece of music called the Rainbow Sonata when she was only seven years old. She wrote the Rainbow Sonata when she was only seven years old. At the age of nine, she was kidnapped and never heard from again. Another child with synesthesia kidnapped. Just a coincidence? Perhaps. But it was the first clue I had found in 70, 70 years. I had no choice but to investigate. Mysteriously, the newspaper stories about the violinist were, were missing from the libraries. At last, in a used bookstore in Alaska, I discovered an old magazine article that described the, the circumstances of her kidnapping. According to an usher at the concert hall where she had last performed, the violinist seemed to be talking to a woman shortly before her disappearance. The usher said the woman was dazzling. She had blonde hair and gold. Ah, so annoying! Passed her in the notebook in frustration to look for more hidden pages. That's it? Yeah, but it just ends there. But we never found out the terrible secret. I know. I think maybe he wrote more but ripped it out. Look, Cass pointed to an open notebook with a flat end pointed and to a broken seam, barely visible on the inside of the spine. Like, if he had run away really quickly and he couldn't take the whole notebook, like he just had to take a few pages that fit into his pocket. You mean like if he heard someone coming and he smelled fire or something? I guess that's possible, said Max Ernest. Or maybe he was killed and the killer took the pages. Or, exactly, Cass interrupted. You know who she is, right? Who? 
the golden lady. Couldn't you tell the golden lady, Miss Mavius? Max Ernest shook his head. No, she's not. She can't be. Yeah, listen, she is. Cass flipped through the notebook. She has a tiny waist, all the jewelry. She wears gloves. I mean, it does sound like her, agreed Max Ernest. But she's not the golden lady. That wouldn't even make any sense. What? Why? Name one reason you think not her. Okay, well, here's one reason. The lady in the story from the circus was really, really long time ago. If Miss, if it were Miss Mavius, she would be like a hundred years old now. And even if she was alive, how about that? Cass bit her lips. He had a point. Miss Mavius didn't look anywhere near that old. Maybe if she was a vampire, then she, then she could be her. Max Ernest suggested, but that's like highly doubtful. Nobody thinks there's real. Nobody thinks that there are real vampires, except for vampire bats. They're real. And Count Dracula, he was real, but he wasn't a real vampire. He was just a mean old guy. At least, that's what people think. There's no way to know for sure he's dead. I mean, unless he was really a... Okay, okay, vampires. Forget it. I get it. Agree? I agree. It's not her. So, so I wouldn't make any sense, said Cass. So what do you think we should do? I think we should get rid of the notebook as fast as we can, he said, just as just I, as fast as we can, just like he said we should at the beginning of the book, said Max Ernest. You should stop. You mean stop the investigation? Don't you even want to know what the secret is? It's too dangerous, said Max Ernest, and we're only 11. Personally, I don't want to be kidnapped. Just so we know what can hap what happens at the end of a book. That's not the point, said Cass heatedly. Don't you have any sense of humor? We owe it to Pietro to find what happened. He was such a nice man. We didn't even know him. I know. He didn't really know anybody. That's why if we don't continue this investigation, who will? Max Ernest didn't have an answer. Besides, Cass added, it's too late to back out. Maybe we don't know who Miss Mavius is, but she definitely knows who we are. And as you guys are aware, Peyton has fully 100% ditched us. And she is asleep. I could probably pick up a wrist and just drop it and she would literally be asleep but I won't do that because I want her to sleep all right see you tomorrow